Welcome to Thinking Ahead, your leading edge insights podcast. Each episode reveals the latest insights on today's consumers and offers a sneak peek of tomorrow's marketplace. We'll share the latest from a global and regional perspective to help you stop guessing what's next and start thinking ahead. It's February and Neil Bellamy is here with me to discuss the results from this month's UK Consumer Confidence Index. Neil, can you explain what happened to the top line figures this month and why, please? Yeah, I mean, I think probably the main headline is this slight fall back to minus 21 in the overall index. And that really reflects uh, the uncertainty that consumers feel right now about what the coming months will bring. So what we've seen happen over the last few months is it's been uh, kind of bobbling around either side of minus 20. And in fact, it's been in the minus 20s for eight out of the last 10 months, really struggling to make a sustained improvement, but at the same time not showing any significant de- decreases. So it's just like there's nothing really pulling it forwards, but nothing dragging it back as such. So... Right now, consumers are still waiting to hear genuine good news. And really, there wasn't much forthcoming in that respect in the last month. One big thing that did come up, of course, was about the UK entering a recession. That actually came right at the end of our fieldwork period. So it will only have had a very minimal impact on the index overall. But clearly, it's another negative message for people to swallow. So whilst that was... Overall, the index was down. There were four of the measures went down. And in fact, probably the most concerning one was the 5.4 in the right time to buy. And that took it down back to a level below December, although still considerably ahead of the minus 37 we saw in February last year. And then just to you know, slightly confuse things a little bit more, is that Despite the fall in the overall index, there's still the positive sign about personal finances over the next 12 months. That again held at zero, the same as in January. And before that, we've of course seen two years where that was in negative territory. So on the one hand, consumers are feeling slightly negative, but then there's still that thing about actually perhaps my finances are okay. Okay, so why do you think that is on the personal finances over the next 12 months in particular, Neil? Well, I think it's the one part where people feel they have some control and they think perhaps the worst is over now. So they've been clearly lots of, I was going to say highs and lows, but mainly lows in terms of what's happened in terms of their finances over the last few years. But really, is that the part of it they can control and see that's stable now? Uh, so they're feeling better about that, but they can still see underlying problems of the economy. And there's still concerns about the events in the wider world. So this just means that there's still a lot of uncertainty and the fluctuation to see in the score. Um, with the you know that positivity we saw at the start of the new year, that's taken a bit of a, a knock. But overall, we're still 17 points ahead of where the index was this time last year. And, and if anything, this goes to reinforce what we often say that Consumers are unpredictable, and that's why it's hard to make assumptions. Right. And then in terms of things that people have control over, one of those is savings, isn't it? If you're in the fortunate position that you can make savings, and of course, not everyone we are talking about can. We have a measure 
uh, in this survey called the savings index. It doesn't make up the main index score, the headline score, but in February, and I think this is interesting, that increased two points to plus 29. That's 10 points higher than last February. So what's that all about? Yeah, and I think you've touched on a point there is there's there's some people that have taken advantage of there being higher interest rates. There's normally someone who benefits from these things. So those that have been able to put money aside, they've been benefiting from high interest rates. It, it, it's not so much, you know, particularly if it's someone who's paid off their mortgage already, they can shove money in a savings account and watch it accumulate interest. So those are typically the ones who, who are probably on slightly higher incomes as well and are generally feeling more positive about things. Okay, and what, what about looking ahead? Yeah, so following on from what I said about consumers being unpredictable, there's still some things we know that it could make an impact. So uh, there was clearly the, the, the announcement about the energy price cap is coming down in April. But at the same time, um, fuel prices are going back up again. Um, and of course, we have the budget announcement in on March the 9th, which is pretty much in the middle of our next fieldwork period. And that could go either way. So you know, really, people would welcome tax cuts. But if that comes at the expense of a further squeeze on public services, that could cause any kind of positive sentiment to be diminished. Right. OK. And that leads me on to ask you about um, the election, because obviously we're in an election year. If you were to advise a politician from any party about how to interpret what we're seeing this early in the year and what they should do or what messages they should be giving out, what would you be saying? Well, I still think what matters most to people is things that affect their day-to-day -day, uh, finances. So whilst food prices have largely stabilised, there are still rises in things like services, like rent, repairs, and house and car insurance. Uh, uh, myself, I had a, a renewal quote that came through today, and car insurance had gone up by 50%, and I've not been out crashing my cars, so it was a bit of a surprise, really. And, of, of course, as a savvy consumer, I'll be shopping around for the best deal I can do. Uh, in the meantime... There's things like inflation. It's still around 4%. While it's at that level, Bank of England is not going to drop interest rates. And that really is something that's out of the government's hands. So in terms of what politicians can focus on, it's where they can genuinely make people's lives better. So things like taxes, uh, increasing benefits, or investing in NHS. So whenever we ask consumers what the issues that most affect them are or they most worry about it's always you know beyond their personal finances it's the, the importance of the nhs and investing in that okay thank you neil that's really comprehensive so it's that time of the podcast again where we take a little wander over to data guru corner um and this month neil you've chosen this hot topic haven't you which is how long does it take to get out of a slump? So can you talk us through that one, please? I certainly can. And this was one that was inspired by a recent conversation with a client. So we were doing a debrief. It was face-to-face -face once, which is, which is amazing to see people in real life. But we were asked by this one client, well, 
Do you think people are getting more positive? Can we tell from how the index has behaved in the past and how quickly have we seen recoveries from any kind of slump in the past? And our main message is that you know, things are moving in the right direction overall, albeit at a slow pace. So we're hoping that 2024 will we'll see a turning point. We're not expecting any massive increases, but it's, it seems to be generally stabilising. But then in terms of the speed of recoveries, this was great for me. I could go and start looking back in 50 years worth of data to see are there any interesting patterns here in terms of what's going on. So one of the first major slumps we looked at was in March 1990. And that was a time of great economic uncertainty. Interest rates were up around 15%. So, you know, compared with now, we're, we're doing pretty well. And there was another recession on the way. And at that time, we went down to minus 35. And it took 18 months to get back up to the 50-year index average of, of minus 10. The next slump was then in July 2008. And at the time, it was our lowest ever score of minus 39. And that was around the time of the global financial or the banking crisis, which impacted consumers as much as it impacted the city. There were many people who ended up in negative equity, <clears throat> locking them into houses they wanted to leave, or even worse, losing their homes completely. And this time it took 15 months to get up to minus 13. We didn't even get as high as minus 10. But that was a really short-lived recovery, as by December 2011, it was back down to minus 33. So really kind of a, a double dip in the index score. And that was driven by VAT increases, high inflation, energy price rises, and with the city centre riots still fresh in people's minds. And this time the recovery took, uh, to minus 10 took almost two years. So you can see this pattern here coming through already of it generally taking more than a year, getting on for two years for things to recover. Slight exception to this is our, our most recent double dip. And in this case, uh, we had the first COVID lockdown in April 2020, which drove the index down to minus 34. This actually then shot back up to minus nine in May 2021. I think we were all so pleased to be let back out to see friends and family again, that it had a really great impact on the index score. But again, very short-lived that increase because we then had a uh, <clears throat> the cost of living crisis and that drove it down to an all-time low of minus 49 in September 22. So actually, if we look at our minus 21, it doesn't sound so bad you know, compared with the minus 49 that we had <laughs> not so long ago. Um, so really, I, I would say now that means we're we're 17 months since that all-time low. So we're, we're getting almost towards that, that two-end kind of territory I mentioned earlier. So if path patterns are anything to go by, we'd hope to be back in the kind of low minus teens in terms of negativity before the summer is out. Okay, so that's, that is also interesting. I'm just thinking about that minus 49 figure and also the fact we're coming up to an election just maybe some question marks there about whether 24 months is going to be enough. Maybe we need a bit longer. But who knows? Like you said, consumers are unpredictable, aren't they? No, no. And at the moment, it seems like it's one step forward, one step backwards. You know, and it's, it's not massive steps, but it's really what's, what's going to push it. So you know, we never know what's around the corner. But, you know, if something positive goes on, then that's really what we need to push us up in towards uh, nearest that minus 10 average index figure. 
I think this is a good time for me to remind everyone listening that the Consumer Confidence Index was 50 last month, January 24. So that means we've got an incredible amount of monthly data revealing how consumers feel about their finances and about the wider economy. Um, and that we do have a report if you'd like it. And Neil's analysis there in uh, Data Guru Corner shows that looking back is very helpful to understand the now and next. Uh, so do download it if you can. The link will be on the podcast. And thank you for listening. The next release will be um, on March the 22nd. So look out for that. That's published on gfk.com. And then the podcast will follow shortly after that. The next CCB, the March one, will go into field on this Friday, the 1st of March. And we look forward to talking you through the results. So until then, have a good month and we'll speak to you soon. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of Thinking Ahead. For more information about this topic, you can click the link in the description. Please make sure to leave us a review and let us know what you think about the podcast. And of course, if you haven't already done so, please hit the subscribe button to keep up to date with the latest insights. We'll see you next time so that you keep thinking ahead.